0: Chapter 14 is called The Civil War, which covers a short time of 1861 through 1865, which pretty much just goes over the Civil War and what happened and who was involved. So I hope you enjoy the rest of our episode where we go over the Civil War.
1: Question six. From the 1840s through the 1860s, southerners' ideas of secession increased in popularity. Soon after the Democratic Party was split because of the debates over the extension of slavery, Abraham Lincoln was elected president. His election caused the South to secede from the Union. The Deep South held conventions in order to discuss their secession because they wanted to preserve the life of slavery. These debates caused civil unrest between opposing political parties, leading to increased tension. This is question seven. The Confederacy and Union both had many advantages, but the Union's overpowered the Confederacies. Significant improvements in naval strategies and leadership led the North to victory. The North also had four times the population of the South, along with the majority of banks, manufacturing, and railroads. The North also had a good central government and consistent manufacturing to support war efforts. While this would contribute to their victory, it was not enough at first. The South's experienced military leaders and advanced wartime skills gave them a head start by winning the first battle. Their their victory made many people in the Confederacy hopeful that they would win, but the feeling was short-lived after the South's loss at at the Battle of Gettysburg. The Gettysburg was one of the bloodiest battles in the war and led to Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. This address brought the Union together under the idea that they were fighting for freedom and equality for all.
0: another musical break we went over a few questions that went along with chapter four and now we're going to start going into the finer details and explanation of chapter 14 um so yeah i hope you enjoy chapter 14 and continue listening and finish our podcast with chapter 15 lincoln aimed to keep the border states on his side because they would increase the confederate population He used martial law to keep these states under federal control because some secessionists in Maryland attacked the Union troops. Kentucky declared themselves neutral, with Lincoln respected, and would wait to send troops there. To keep these border states, he also declined many calls for for the emancipation of slaves.
1: The Confederacy started the war with numerous military advantages, including, most importantly, their experienced leaders along with this the union would have a large area of land to conquer in order to win the war this meant that the south would only have to travel short lengths to battle the union did dominate in population numbers though which they hoped would be enough to set them apart and work towards their advantage
2: though the south dominated military the northern union controlled most of the economy because they had the country's capital and most of the banking along with this the union had a majority of industrial factories and railroads which would have given them the advantage in supply transportation. The Confederacy, knowing the Union would need no help funding their war efforts, sought, to, sought help from Europe, hoping that the cotton industry would get the money they needed.
0: The Confederacy had some advantages that could have won the war, but things like their lack of support and strong government caused them to fall behind. While the Union had both of these things, the Confederacy did little to change their status, but hoped that people would turn against Lincoln and revert to the Confederacy, which was very unlikely.
1: The Confederacy's constitution gave their president a six-year term instead of a four-year term like in the Union, but they could not be re-elected. The Confederacy also changed how the Congress can apply protective tariffs and internal improvements, and along with this, they allowed slave trade. The Confederacy did not act as one because President Davis wanted to increase his executive powers, but many denied this order in order to defend their own states. The Confederacy not only struggled to stay together, but they were falling into a lot of debt. In order to fix this, they tried loaning and taxes, but nothing seemed to pay for the majority of the war costs.
2: Across both sides, most believed this war would be quicker. But after the war lasted a few years, they were all proven extremely wrong. The first battle of the Civil War was called the Battle of Bull Run, since it was located near Bull Run Creek in Virginia. The Union had 30,000 troops down to Virginia to attack the Confederacy, where they had a close loss. This was the battle that gave everyone the impression that the war would be over soon. General Thomas of the Confederacy was able to fight the Union back to retreat. The Union under General Winfield Scott, who also fought in the War of 1812, created a plan that would take the Mississippi River, retrieve an army of 500,000, and use the Navy to block southern par- ports, which would prevent supplies from reaching them.
0: General George B. McClellan was now in control of the Eastern Union. He planned to fully train his soldiers, be- soldiers before sending them into battle. He was able to wait until 1862 to finally send his army to invade Virginia, but he was defeated by Robert, by General Robert E. Lee. After McClellan was forced to retreat, he was replaced by General John Pope. These efforts shown by the Union proved that the Confederacy had a stronger military. General Lee attacked Pope's army se- army, forcing them back into Bull Run, again, which led to its name of the Second Battle of Bull Run. After the Second Battle of Bull Run, Lee attempted to lead an attack in Union territory, but this was when Lincoln appointed McClellan as General. Lee hoped to gain help from Britain after winning the battle, but they failed to win and get this aid. McClellan was able to get a copy of General Lee's plans that were left behind by a Confederate, which also gave him the the ability to stop them at Antietam and Teatum Creek. At this battle, they experienced more than 22,000 casualties.
1: Lincoln felt that McClellan was too slow in his way of enforcing the army, so he was replaced with General Ambrose Burnside. Lincoln soon discovered that he was too aggressive and thoughtless to be an effective leader. He led an attack in 1862 that resulted in a loss of 12,000 soldiers for the Union. The only way the Union felt they could win the war would be to implement the Anaconda Plan, which would be to use their extensive economy and navy to close the Confederate ports and harbors. McClellan's efforts to enforce this plan were stopped by the former Union ship, the Merrimack, that was taken and renamed by the Confederacy. The Union sent their own ironclad known as the Monitor, which fought the Merrimack for a few hours. This caused most naval ships to transform from weak wooden ships to stronger iron, ironclads.
2: Ulysses S. Grant joined the war as a commander of the West Point graduate. He was able to capture Fort Henry and Fort Donelson. With these victories, he was able to take fourteen thousand Confederate pris- prisoners. Albert Johnson, with the Confederate Army, tried to attack Grant in Tennessee, but Grant and the Union were able to drive the Confederacy back into a retreat. This battle caused both sides to suffer great losses, more than 23,000 casualties
0: since the beginning of the war, the Confederacy hoped that their cotton-based economy would entice Europe to assist the South in war. The Union wanted to make sure that the Confederacy never received foreign help because it would prove too to be too much of an advantage, leaving the Union with no hope of winning. The Confederacy was close to gaining aid from Britain when they sent James Madison, James Mason, and John Slittle to England on a ship named the Trent. The Union was able to intercept this ship and take the two diplomats as prisoners. Britain threatened to join the war if they were not released, so Lincoln sent the two free. But even with this incident, the Confederacy was still unable to receive foreign aid.
1: The Confederacy began to purchase their warships from Britain, which gave them the ability to capture more than 60 Union ships. This damage was done by the monster ship named the Alabama, which was later destroyed by the Union. Charles Francis Adams was a U.S. minister who persuaded Britain to end their sales with the Confederacy because they were going to give them ships with iron rams that would change the war.
2: The Confederacy continued to rely on the cotton industry to get them help from Britain because they knew that Britain needed cotton for their textiles. This was proven wrong when Britain began to get cotton from Egypt and India and figured they could only use wool and linen instead of cotton. The cotton was not the only reason why the British chose to stay out of the Confederacy. Britain did not see the Confederacy going any real victories, which meant they were not a promising investment. Along with the British majority agreed with the Northern anti-slavery beliefs. The Emancipation Proclamation in 1863 impressed the working class of Britain, which left the Confederacy alone.
1: Lincoln always sided against slavery, but decided to not act against it just yet because he needed to maintain the support of the border states. The border states weren't the only obstacle keeping Lincoln from changing the rules on slavery because he didn't want his choices to be overruled and forgotten in the next election. Along with this, the Constitution protected slavery, creating another layer of issue he must solve before changing the course of slavery.
2: The first Confiscation Act was created after General Benjamin Butler of the Union denied to give the captured slaves back to their southern owners. This contrabands, as the Confederacy called the slaves to escape to Union camps. There, is, there the second Confiscation Act was passed by Congress which allowed free slaves to participate in the Union army.
0: In 1862, Lincoln was able to free all of the slaves in certain states, claiming it was a military necessity. Lincoln announced that any enslaved person that lived in states of rebellion would be set free, which he followed through with issuing the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863. This proclamation only freed a small amount of slaves within the Confederate states, but slavery still remained in the border states. This changed the course of the war because it allowed most to assume that the Union was no longer participating in war to end secession, but to end slavery instead. This also caused the Union to gain a whole lot of new troops.
1: Another issue slowly began to arise for President Lincoln. The fact that slavery was written in the Constitution made it harder to abolish slavery. So in order to free the slaves within the border states, he would have to create an amendment. This created the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery. The amendment wasn't fully ratified until 1865 after Lincoln died. After the Emancipation Proclamation, it said that over 200,000 freed African Americans served in the Union Army. The African American soldiers that died in battle were later recognized as the Army of Freedom.
2: The turning point of the war had been known as the two Confederate defeats. The first at Vicksburg in the West in 1863, where the Confederacy surrendered because the Union led an attack for seven weeks. General Grant was able to gain control of the Mississippi River. The second and definitely more well known as the Battle of Gettysburg was another turning point of the war. General Lee hoped to force the Union to surrender, so on July 1st, 1863, they attacked the Union in Gettysburg. Gettysburg grew to be known as the bloodiest battle with a large number of 50,000 casualties. George Picklet charged the Union, which left the Confederate Army defeat, defeated.
0: Lincoln decided to have Grant act as general for the entire Union Army since he had shown his ability to win. Though the Union was suffering larger casualties in the Confederacy in battles like Wilderness, Spotsylvania, and at the Cold Harbor, it was said that after this time, total war was initiated, which meant it not only included soldiers, but average citizens as well. Someone who demonstrated this was heavily... Someone who demonstrated this heavily was General William Tecumseh Sherman. Sherman, with his army, burned barns and cotton fields throughout Georgia, which allowed him to take Atlanta in 1864. Later, he marched through Savannah, which would hopefully discourage the Confederacy from fighting anymore.
1: For the election of 1864, the Democrats non- nominated McClellan, while the Republicans experienced a name change. The Republican Party transformed into the Unionist Party, who again chose Lincoln to be their nominee. After the re-election of Lincoln, most knew the war was soon going to end because of the battle that caused Richmond to crumble in 1865. The Confederacy wanted to end the war with a peace treaty, but Lincoln wouldn't let it end without the reformation of the Union. General Lee tried to escape his fate by running off to the mountains where he was stopped and brought back. Shortly before General Lee surrendered, Lincoln was assassinated by John Wilkes Booth while the President was enjoying the theater in Washington. Seward was also attacked, similar to Lincoln, but he was only injured, not killed like the president.
2: Since most of the South seceded from the Union during the war, Congress Congress was made up of mostly Republicans who wanted to abolish slavery. It was known that many Democrats supported the war, but not how Lincoln handled it. The opposing side were Peace Democrats or Copperheads, who wanted peace to be negotiated instead of war. Clement L. L validating him, was a copperhead who was banished from the U.S. for his speeches, which were seen as treasonable. What the war ended with the constitutional rights to habeas corpus, which meant many people were arrested for helping the enemy without knowing the charge or given trial. In 1866, during the case of Ex. Part Milligan, the Supreme Court ruled that the use of the military trail in, the in-, in Indiana during the war was
0: used unpro- improperly. In the beginning of the war, while both sides were drafting, the conscription Acts created a standard that men from ages 20 to 40 could serve in the war, and if chosen not, they w- could pay a $300 fine, which was bad for the lower class. The lower working class worried that their jobs would be taken by freed blacks, which caused a, lo- a riot in 1863. In New York City, an Irish mob had killed 117 people in form of riots.
1: The Union's victory brought freedom of slaves. This is shown in the Gettysburg Address given by Lincoln in 1863 where he said all men were created equal. Along with, the U- Along with this, the U.S. also had to deal with the overall cost of the war. So to help fix this, Congress raised tariffs, excise taxes, and created the first income tax. Congress also decided to reinvent the National Bank that, if you remember, in Chapter 12, had not been used since the Jacksonian era. They needed to do this in in order to organize the country's debt because northern prices were heavily inflated during the war.
0: Another huge impact of the war was the change in lifestyle for women. With the majority of the the men at war... Another huge impact of the war was the change in lifestyle for the women. With the majority of men at war, women had to run the plantations and agriculture on their own along with this, many women ran for the factories. Not only did they attempt to keep the economy alive, many women acted as military nurses. This changed the way that women thought, meaning the idea of women's suffrage became more apparent since they were doing all the jobs a man could.
1: In 1865, the 13th Amendment was added which freed most of the men and women still living in the south and border states. Even though they were now freed, their journey to equality was far from over since they would now have to compete for jobs and equal treatment.
0: Um, This is the end of Chapter 14, where we discussed the Civil War from 1861 through 1865. Um, I hope you really enjoyed it and will join us into Chapter 15, which goes over post-Civil War and wraps up Unit 4 of the APUSH Curriculum. So yeah, hope to see you there.